What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev, obviously. If this is your first time listening today, thank you. I appreciate you. We have some tea to get into today. But before we get into this tea, make sure you are following me on Twitter and Instagram at That's So Dev. Straight, simple, to the point. All right, y'all. So today's tea is going to be Grey's Anatomy. Now, fair warning, heads up now. If you have not watched last night's episode, spoilers will be given. Go ahead and exit now and go watch the episode if you haven't. All right, I have a lot of things that I need to get off my chest, first of all. Okay? Because what was that? I need to know. I genuinely need to know what was that? DeLuca? <laughs> you, you killed off Andrew DeLuca. I, I, okay, so first of all, I read an article about, you know, him being sent off from the current showrunner and whatnot, because I believe her name is Krista, I believe. Um, it's not Shonda. She's the executive producer. There's a difference. I need y'all to remember that. So Shonda didn't necessarily write that, but I was reading about how she felt that that story was the story that needed to be told while i feel that the sex trafficking story deserved to be told i agree with that 110 percent. what i don't agree with is how you killed deluca off in the midst of one of your also most important stories we all know DeLuca's mental health storyline has been seasons in the making. We have just been waiting for it to come about. So understand everyone's frustration when, you know, you are displaying how somebody can overcome their mental health struggles and then you just you you just you, you kill them off. There was so much there was so much story that had to be told. There was so much story that could be told with DeLuca. And for me, you, you just threw that all away. Coming off the heels of a messy, messy exit of Alex Karev. A founding character to this show. And this is the hill you chose to die on? this ain't it I'm watching the episode again right now this is my third time watching the episode because I can't really seem to process what is happening I once the episode got done last night I kid you not for like two and a half hours I was just sitting on my bed shook like I cannot believe this just happened and it's not the fact that, you know, oh, I can't believe Gray's killed somebody off, blah, 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 which I want to mention. Gray's has only killed off five characters. It feels like a billion because those are, they were very, very important characters, you know? 
So losing them feels like we lost 30 times more than that. I. <sighs> Why does it feel like I knew this character personally? I hate it here. They do that all the time. This is not even a real person, but it is a real experience. And watching DeLuca's experience, I know everybody who was watching him on screen really wanted to see what they were going to do with his mental health. Because when they had the opportunity to go about mental health in a specific way, they didn't really do a great job with it. Briefly discussed it and just, you know, they went over the storyline as if it's something that's just easy to come over, you know? I think they did a good job with Joe. I think they should have went a little bit more into detail, but I think they did a good job. However, with DeLuca to show a different spectrum of mental health, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? The showrunner, like I said earlier at the beginning of this podcast, which was like five minutes ago, I'm acting like it's 30, but she said that this was a story that needed to be told of the sex trafficking. And again, I will repeat again, I agree that is so important. However, you could have made sure that there was a way to cause, you know, you could have caused tra tragedy here and still kept the storyline alive. You could have taken his sister. You could have taken his sister and I think we all would have still felt the weight of that. In the midst of him getting better, you know, he's starting his meds. His character is growing. There's more room for his character to grow. There's more story to tell with his character. You could have made that a way to further his plot. Now he's lost his sister. He's already lost his mom. What was the reason? If you couldn't come up with something better than just say that. Don't say that as a story that had to be told, that needed to be told. Like, you could have gone about that story so many different ways to where they both could have coexisted. I'm sorry. It wasn't it. I'm still not okay. Hello? You're paying for therapy. All this emotional trauma that Grace has put me through? No, ma'am. I'm saying that like I'm not going to watch next week. Because I am. <laughs> Derek Shepard is back next week. So, yes. It, like... It is blowing my mind but I'm sitting here and I'm watching this scene right here where you know Teddy and Owen are operating on DeLuca and Weber is saying please don't take this boy it shows you how much he actually meant to all of these characters how much he meant to the story and I'm sure that couldn't have been a very easy decision. The showrunner said she was grieving too when this story came to her. She said she had the same reaction we did, which I truly believe. She was like, what? No way, not DeLuca. 
and I could see where, you know, as a writer that would take you creatively in that direction. There was a better way to do it. His sister would have been a good option for that. But anyway, let's go back to, you know, the table where Miss Ma'am Teddy and Owen are. Because for whatever reason, these two characters have outlived people with actual common sense. Because let me tell you something. No, nope. Let's talk about Teddy. Let's talk about Teddy. Let's talk about Teddy. Are you kidding me? You've waited how long to be with Owen in this manner? And you go and cheat with, of all people, Tom Karasik. Something he said when Teddy was in the room with him, for whatever reason, (laughs) he said, Owen wants nothing to do with you. But I'm right here and you're not with me. In other words, your actions are very much saying something other than what your words are saying. So just go ahead and say you don't love me because if you did love me, you would be with me. And you know, while the showrunner is trying to make me feel bad for these two idiots, I don't. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. Both of you knew what you were getting yourselves into. Tom, you knew. You knew she had kids and was with the person she waited her entire life for. And you still kept pushing. Teddy, you gave... This is not the first time Teddy has given in. She's cheated before. I'm just not... I'm I'm not understanding because... You know, when they gave the background of, you know, Teddy's past with her ex-girl. Had she had not, you know, been with Tom in the midst of, you know, trying to be with Owen, I would have been like, ah, I'm a bit more understanding. But now that I see that you've done this before and now you're doing this again with someone you love and have loved for so long I'm like wow what is going on in your mind right now you have kids (laughs) like come on no I need these whole teas to stop quickly quickly what is this honey and Owen I understand his frustration and his anger. I couldn't imagine being cheated on and, you know, the voicemail coming out in the OR. I could not imagine. But let's not act like your shit don't stink. Because (laughs) both of you are actually trash. Both of you. Literally both of you. I don't know what you want me to say. Am I supposed to feel bad? I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for Karasik. I don't feel bad for Owen. Sorry, Teddy. All of you. Three peeps in a pod. Throw them in the trash. And we lost the Luca when we have these three idiots. Go plays! Unreal. 
I'm going to take a, a side moment here because now we're coming up to, um, you know, I forgot his name, but the guy that Christina sent to, you know, go get Meredith. He didn't know, but Christina knew that, obviously. Um, he's talking with Joe right now. And I want to focus on Joe for a second because she's really stepped it up. Joe has absolutely stepped it up. She's a badass right now. Seeing her in this light after so many years of seeing her, you know, being attending and an intern, it's like, wow, like, you're walking in your power right now. And I absolutely love that for her because after what she had went through and Alex helped her through her recovery, for him to only leave her, you know, granted, you know, he, he left her for his kids that he didn't know about completely messy exit completely messy exit it's like would we have rather them kill him off or send him off in a positive manner to where let's say when the show does decide to end he can come back for the series finale would that really have mattered especially if you know McDreamy is already dead he's coming back on a beach so obviously there's creative ways to bring them back I I don't know all I'm saying is at this point what's happening what is happening I don't know what's going on I mean I, I, I get it. I get it to an extent because, you know, the showrunner also did say in the article that I read that, you know, in the midst of us dealing with this chaos, yeah, they wanted to provide some relief to people at home, obviously bringing some older people back, George O'Malley and, you know, Derek and more that are coming. Um, she... <sighs> she put a lot of emphasis on the fact that while we're dealing with everything COVID wise and the weight of it and people are dying from COVID that people are actually just dying. So she wanted to make it very real, which again, like I said, I understand that because while in the midst of COVID, you know, there are still other things going on. And that's real. That keeps Grey's Anatomy real. So, I mean, yes, creativity, but like, no, killing DeLuca wasn't the tea for me. What about you? But I, I see this opening up room for his sister. I see this being... A window for them to make her a bigger character because as you can see already she's kind of having the thing with miss man from station 19 which they keep forcing on us no tea no shade no shade no tea but there is always a station 19 crossover we get it they're in the same realm it's already a crossover every episode anyway literally so 
it's not that it's, it's not a bad show it's really not a bad show personally i'm letting it stack up a few seasons so i can just go in and binge it you know i'm watching some crossovers as they come but it's not bad if you haven't watched it i would recommend it it truly has that Grey's anatomy feel to it i think they did a very good job spinning off Grey's anatomy I think they're trying to set Station 19 up to run as long as Grey's Anatomy did. That's why they keep doing these crossovers. And to be completely honest, as much as a lot of people complain about it, it's worked. They've transferred the Grey's Anatomy audience to Station 19. Station 19 now gets the same amount of viewers almost. Station 19 has now become a staple on ABC. It's going to run for a while. They've done it again. If Shonda's in it, it's going to snap. But yeah. I had to get some things out about this uh, about this whole thing. Cuz you know, there I mean there's there's so many things to a Grey's Anatomy episode, let alone a season. You have to go by each little section. And I want to really discuss. Oh, I want to discuss Maggie. She's glowing. She's with a dark skinned man, a dark skinned couple. We have multiple. Grey's Anatomy looks like the world that I see when I go outside. Because despite what a lot of these networks want to do and whitewash these shows, when I step outside, I see a lot of colors. I see many colors. And I want these TV shows to represent that. Not to be whitewashed to appeal to a certain, you know, audience. Because hello, when you exclude a certain audience, it limits your viewers. Hello. Grey's Anatomy has always kept up with the time. They've always grown with the times, my friends. just saying but I'm loving the dynamic that is coming about between Maggie and Amelia I think they're getting way way closer Meredith not being here has put a lot of focus on other people's relationships that haven't been able to go into as much depth because the reality of it is it is Grey's Anatomy, and it has been solely focused on Meredith. It's nice to see. And first of all, let's talk about Amelia. Yes, Miss Amelia Shepard. Absolutely. She has been snapping. Her recovery time when she's in her moments of distress. Amelia, two seasons ago, could never could never I'm proud of this girl she has been through hell and back and look at her now she is the happiest she has ever been she may be you know very on edge and jittery and all that stuff she needs a lot of sleep (laughs) but look at her she has a man a stable relationship a baby 
she has a lot of stressors in front of her right now and look how she's handling it Meredith has a tube in her throat hmm it's giving very PTSD so the fact that she is just pushing forward is amazing but I'm right now the scene where it's Jackson and Link and I forgot Maggie's boyfriend's name but they're all right here first of all Jackson showing up to the hotel and knocking on the door that was awkward had to be Jackson huh but anyway you know they're just drinking their beers right now and he just figured out that Jackson's her ex classic grace but I have to say new man's is pretty good he seems very nice he seems like it seems like he's going to be somebody who fills in shoes after Duluka leaves I mean there's no way that he's not going to transfer to this hospital just saying he's got to I mean, it would be a different dynamic to have somebody work at another hospital, but also, you know, date somebody at the current hospital. That'd be different. So I don't know. Weird little dynamic going on between the men, but you know, they're actually, they're being open and having nice talk. It's reminding me of when they used to go on, you know, fishing trips with just the men and they would talk with each other like I feel like that hasn't happened in a while. Grey's Anatomy, as of lately, like it's been giving me very original Grey's Anatomy feels. It has. And I also want to say, the man that Christina sent for Meredith, with him losing his wife, Abigail, I believe. Hmm. I really see DeLuca passing now being even more so an opportunity for Meredith to confide in this person. I truthfully believe that. I think they are going to bond over the loss. Obviously, still kind of fresh for him. It's going to bring back hella PTSD for Meredith. She didn't even get to say goodbye to DeLuca. We don't know if that dream sequence is going to transfer into reality. We have no idea. Can Meredith get a break? This is the first person she has said I love you to since Derek. And they killed him. All of the actual nerves. What? Why? Why? You see, it's it, it's still not processing in my brain why DeLuke is dead. <laughs> the sense is not making. Make it make sense. <sighs> Y'all. I love this show 
and I don't think I have ever questioned a decision that they have made in a very long time. To be quite honest, I'm not even sure that I questioned McDreamy dying, even though I was extremely upset. We were distraught. But I, I, I never, I, I didn't question the storyline because I knew the storyline was going beyond a man being the head of the show. It gave a new normal. Meredith became the main focus because even though it was Grey's Anatomy, it was more focused on the men than the woman. Now that is a woman-driven show now. They changed the dynamic. So, I don't know. But I'm, I've been seeing a lot of talk about, you know, Grey's Anatomy beginning to end. And personally, I think Grey's Anatomy will get to 20 seasons. They'll get to 20 seasons. It's too much of a staple on ABC. 17 seasons later and it's still topping ABC on Thursdays in a lot of shows just in general 17 seasons in unreal but I think Grey's Anatomy can safely end at season 20 I think that is a safe place to end granted I could see it going on forever quite frankly because it's a, it, it doesn't seem to matter who you kill off on this show, it still keeps going. You lost people at the time that you thought, oh, wow, this is going to be the end of it. When Derek died, people thought, oh, the show's over. Look at it now. <laughs> but as I'm beginning to wrap this up, I want to talk about Little Miss Zola. Because... This girl is so smart and she's very there emotionally and mentally. You know, she knows what happened with her father, obviously. And she knows that the same thing is happening with her mom. But despite how she's feeling, she doesn't want them to tell her little sister, her little brother, because they're too young to understand which is crazy because she was that age when her father passed wild wild incredibly emotionally intelligent she's just smart in general all around One thing I would like to see, which is crazy to say, is that I would like to see Zola grow up. I would like to see her become that world-class surgeon. Because there's absolutely no way that she's not going to be. They've displayed it many times. Where the girl is just smart way beyond her years. And that is something I would really enjoy them diving deep into. As for the next episode, Derek Shepard comes back. We'll see. I believe 
Lexi Gray will come back. Potentially Mark Sloan. I believe those two for sure need to come back. What can I say? What would be really crazy is, you know, maybe somebody that just left off the show that maybe didn't necessarily die comes to her, you know, in her little dream sequence and she finds out that did pass. That would be crazy. I don't know. Just some thoughts going off my head. But overall, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this season ends because it's the way that they killed him off in, you know, the mid-season premiere for me. You didn't even wait until the finale. Sheesh. So what's really coming? I know Meredith's not going to die. She's not going to die. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. But I'm interested to see where it's going again. I don't want her to be like, I don't want to see Meredith with a million other men. It'd be nice if she could find love again, because that does happen. So we'll see where this goes. All in all, throw Teddy, Tom and Krasik all in trash and let's move forward. I think life can begin to progress after we do that. You know, cars are going to start to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna see very a futuristic world right after that happens. Literally the second that happens, I promise you. <laughs> All right, y'all. But I am wrapping this up. I just had a few things that I had to get off my chest. I wanted to review some things in the episode. I wanted to review some characters and where they are currently in this episode. Um, I'm going to try to do you know a podcast after each episode, but. We'll see how that works out, but I will definitely do a podcast, you know, here and there about Grey's Anatomy just to catch up and review because I know they are going to play us again. So, all right, y'all, if you haven't watched the episode already, I'm sorry. You probably shouldn't have listened, but thank you for listening anyway. I appreciate you guys. I am going to bounce. It is time to go. I am hungry. I need some water. I hope you get you some water. I hope you get you some good food. Make sure you get some good sleep tonight. Make sure you are taking care of yourself. If you have not already, go to Twitter and follow this wonderful Twitter account. It's called at five men self care. Go get you some self care. Turn the notifications on and get you some reminders. Take care of yourselves, y'all. All right. I'm going to bounce down. Peace.